Hello and welcome. This is Rochelle Asbury, one of your co-hosts with Being Minority in America. Today, Terry and I will dive into the question, what does it feel like to be a woman in leadership? We hope our stories around this topic resonates with you and that you may find similarities or connections that bring us all together. Good morning, everyone out there. This is Terry Wada, one of your co-hosts with Being Minority in America. And on the other side of me is... Rochelle Asbury, your other co-host. Awesome. And we are coming at you. This is the first Tuesday of March. So, of course, we are back at you with another episode for the month. Um, And if you hadn't known this before, because this was brand new to me, but March is technically Women's History Month. I had no idea that we had our own month. And, and I'm, I think it's awesome. I think we need to celebrate it more that we have our own month. That's right. Um, just focus on women's history because, you know, I'm a woman. Rochelle, you're a woman. <clears throat> and we are also both, you know, women minority um, mm-hmm. in America. And, and it's just kind of interesting to think about at least I think in our conversations, it's been interesting to think about, you know, how, how we are, um, how do we feel, what does it feel like to be specifically a minority woman or just a minority in America, but then now layer into that, what does it feel like to be a woman in America? Because we all know if you are a woman out there, there's enough, there's enough, you know, being talked about it in terms of like just equality and ger- genders. And mm-hmm. so it's, I think it's going to, it's really interesting to think of, you know, how are women, how do we feel as a woman um, different, right? How does exactly. it feel when you show up in leadership being different? So the question that we're going to be chatting about today is what does it feel like to be a woman in leadership? And granted, you know, to be very transparent, um, my perspective as an Asian American woman and your perspective, Rochelle, as a Black American woman, um, those layers are absolutely in there, but we can still speak <laughs> from being women. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly correct on that. Right. So, so because this is Women Hi- Women's History Month, I think this will be a, a great conversation and hopefully it'll be relevant and resonating with all you women out there and hopefully many of you men as well. That's right. <laughs> Need our exactly. guys. Right. That's the guy. Uh, that's the uh, that's the goal is that we we need to bring people together and sharing our stories and sharing experiences because we all have these feelings of feeling different or feeling other or feeling um, like we don't fit in exactly. doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what your background is. That is a human feeling. So we can empathize with each other. It's just some of us have more of those feelings than others, I think. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So I know we had a a few um, kind of questions that we wanted to go through to break this down. The first one being, what does it feel like individually, right, to be a woman in leadership? So when we talk about being having women at the table, what does that feel like? What is it, you know, as a woman, Rochelle, what does it feel like for you? What's kind of what's in your bones? Uh Oh, (laughs) well, you know, there's a lot in in my bones, uh, a lot in my body when it comes to that. You know, I, when you had posed this question, Terry, I really had to think about this from my core. Um, 
and what it felt like and what it does feel like. I mean, I feel it is getting better, my feelings about it. But I, I must admit, it hasn't always been an easy, smooth journey of being a woman in leadership. Because I believe that the paradigm has always been there, but it's a shift now um, that women are taking leadership roles. And I, you know, I used to kind of think like, well, why is it that it should be something that, you know, surprises other people? Women, in my perspective, have always had a leadership role. Um, even, you know, I've seen it in, you know, uh, when, you know, being raised by my parents, my mom, <laughs> she really, uh, she, she really held the rein as far as that nest of hers, mm -hmm. you know, so, but very capable and a lot of women are. So for me, you know, I felt that it was somewhat of an, a natural progression, but also I felt um, that there was a lot of hurdles and I would say unnecessary hurdles when I just took a glance over in the other lane and had, you know, my male counterpart uh, not going through as many hurdles as I was going through in leadership. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's, 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 you know, one thing I like to point out, just, you know, just, you know, just, it was some rough patches. And I like I said, and I kind of looked over in the other lane and, you know, it wasn't so rough. So, but anyway, <laughs> but like my grandmother always say, you can't, climb a smooth mountain <laughs> so you need those rough um, patches to get up the mountain so yeah that's that's what I'll stick with <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good way to look at it right like when you when you're in your you know you're in your on your path in your mm -hmm. lane and you look over at someone else and it's like it's almost like being in traffic like why is that lane going so much faster mine's exactly. salt we're not going anywhere is there an accident <laughs> this lane what's going on <laughs> exactly 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 what about you um, so my, my, I would say looking, you know, if I think back to my past and I think mm -hmm. back to kind of like taking it back to, um, my, my grandparents or my parents, right mm -hmm. there, it's really interesting. So my, my dad specifically, um, he raised, cause he has, I guess we're kind of evenly split. There's four girls and three, um, three boys. <clears throat> so I guess we did outnumber them, <clears throat> but mm -hmm. um, he raised us specifically the girls in the okay. family, his daughters. He, he really focused on, he's like, you need to make sure that you're strong individually. You, he's like, you, you need to make sure that you don't ever need a man to take care of you. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not sure why he did that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Cause so when he, when he was growing up, he lost his mother at, I think he was around seven. Oh, wow. So he lost his, yeah, his mom at a young age and his, um, so essentially he, he, and he was in a family of seven as well. So he was raised by his oldest sister. And um, I don't know if it was because he saw her as a strong female leader in mm -hmm. the family while, you know, basically she was the, the matriarch right and then right. the, in the family and um, his his dad had to go to work and try to bring in money to feed and take care of all the kids so I don't know if it's from that background it's like mm -hmm. this is a great conversation like I'll have to ask my dad about all this stuff. <laughs> sounds good <laughs> but he was he was very um very like passionate about his daughters being strong mm -hmm. not 
not being the damsel or the damsel in distress, the, right. the woman who needs the man. So he was, it's, he's always, he's always been focused on that ever since I was little, I remember. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think growing up in a family that, that, that was our, you know, our perspective, that's how our, our minds were shaped. <clears throat> We've become great. Like all of my sisters are really good leaders. I mean, I don't know if they're good leaders. I couldn't say that, but they, yeah. they all, we all stepped into leadership roles because it just seemed natural. Exactly. Um, so, so that's, I guess that's the kind of my background and experience mm-hmm. of, on you know, being a woman and what does that look like and how are women leaders? Because in my eyes, I just, I was lucky enough to have the support around me that shown us that women are leaders, right? Exactly. Side of the, within the family and outside of the family. So um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, that's what I was kind of alluding to because I was thinking once I got out, got into corporate, you know, why would, why are these unnecessary little stop sticks or, or hurdles? Because, you know, I always thought, you know, especially like I said, women that I saw growing up, i.e. in my household or, you know, the surrounding neighborhood or church, you know, those women really were leaders. I mean, they, they led that home. I'm not saying that, you know, the, 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 their, the father or their husband or the male in the home didn't have a mm-hmm. position, but as far as holding, you know, holding it all together, I mean, so I thought it should be okay once you got into mm-hmm. corporate or once you got into the working world, that this wouldn't be something that stunted, that it'll be celebrated because a lot of the le- leadership comes from the home. You know, mm-hmm. we kind of mimic what we see, how we're parented. And, you know, I, I'm just was grateful that, you know, I had a strong mother that she kept all the balls in, in the air. If she fell apart, <laughs> she didn't show me and my brother. <laughs> but So I guess that could be good or bad. So, you know, but, you know, I took those same kinds of things, you know, um, and my mother, you know, was pretty much, you know, like what your father had said, you know, I want you to make it. I want you to be able to hold your own. I want you to be able to do any and everything you put your mind to. And you don't necessarily need to have a fan club or anybody else. So, but, you know, it's kind of good to have some support, you know, in mm-hmm. corporate, you know, but, um, but I did feel sometimes um, alone in leadership, mm-hmm. especially in corporate, because, you know, if you had other women that, you know, and I did have other women that worked on the team and I was the leader and um, didn't feel as supported. So I know we'll talk more about that. So it was a mm-hmm. lot of things. I think a lot of emotions about about that and but I also do know in order to lead you have to have instances in your life that you were able to to follow too so and and I think leadership is not big eyes and little use it's really about collaboration it's really about mm-hmm. you know relationship so you know I, I think that's that's part of it too and um but I do say this what does it feel like when you say um individually to be a woman in leadership, it, it, it's almost like it's part of who you are, you know, who I am as, as a woman. I mean, once you step into that leadership capacity, I think the world opens up to you and people start identifying and seeing your strengths. And before mm-hmm. you know it, you, you know, you're 
you're leading all over the place, but that's where you have to have that balance <laughs> to say, you know, no, thank you. I will not lead or be the, uh, the leader of the, you know, the Brownie troop for the, the, you know, the next four years. So uh-huh. we have to have those boundaries too. So, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's it's really interesting. This just popped into my mind right now. So I'm Asian American and the house, so I'm Japanese. And traditionally, Japanese women are the leaders of the house, right? They take care of the finances. They're there. So there's a metaphor. Um, if you visit a, 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 you know, a traditionally Japanese building, there's one pillar that holds the house up. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ways that they kind of constructed their architecture. And this one pillar is what everything stands. All the weight is on there. And if you tear if you break that pillar down, the whole thing will fall. Exactly. And that's the metaphor of the woman at home. So the, the, the female, you know, half of, the partnership is equally as strong as the male counterpart that we hold up different things right Mm -hmm. we hold up the entire household and so i know in in my culture women are seen as leaders we're raised to be that way we're raised to be strong right from coming from my traditionally japanese background and i'm and i would imagine that played into how my my dad raised us and coming from your side mm-hmm. as a black woman, I, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't want to be stereotyping, but I know a lot of strong black women. <laughs> and I'm wondering, if, you know, is it is it a cultural thing that we are, um, you know, is there any kind of cultural connection to women and leadership and women being raised more towards a leadership um perspective right or I don't want to say being raised towards leadership roles but you know that that we walk and we treat ourselves as leaders and so when the opportunity I think what I I heard from you was that we essentially choose we choose to be a leader Mm -hmm. right we choose to stand up and say I'm gonna go try that out before all you people try it out (laughs) and and we'll make sure it's safe and then if it's safe then feel free to follow along right right exactly (laughs) You you spot on with that. Um, I think too. I think you know you didn't miss misspeak when you said that you know African American women are very strong women, and because um, we had to be, um, and I think it's generational, and especially it depends on like women that's in my age group. Um, you know, when I think about my grandmother, that she was parented differently. You know, there wasn't a lot of opportunities for women and women of color when you talk about, you know, 1920 and 1930s or what have you. So, you know, they were parented to stay alive, number one. And as far as they didn't have a lot of resources and education. So, you know, it was more, and if they did have education, it was to it was a certain roles that they had to, uh, that they had to, you know, portray or, mm-hmm. you know, particular lanes that they had to, to only, you know, visit and mm-hmm. please don't look on the other side of the fence. So that's different. So when my mom, you know, her generation came along, there was a little bit more, f- not freedom, but still was a lot of struggle. So, you know, mm-hmm. out of that birth, out of that, um, you know, out of slavery and reconstruction and all that kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. here was my mom. And then, you know, with, you know, she had more, more education. And so when you have more education, you have more choices, but still mm-hmm. my mother 
And women like her and her generation, you know, envision that their children, especially their female children, you know, that, you know, envisioned uh, uh, them doing more than just the domestic things. And, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, and I have people that are stay at home moms and everything, and that's a choice. So it's, it's empowering when you have a choice. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, like my daughter always says, my mother cooks, you know, for, for substance, cause she's a great cook like her dad. It's like, Oh, you, you didn't get those great skills from your dad. I mean, from your mom. She's like, uh, no, my mom is a boardroom type person, but she will cook for substance. And I was like, really? <laughs> so <laughs> do you have to tell everybody that Dominique? But, 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 you know, but that is, that is true. I mean, mm-hmm. but you know, your, your skills and your gifts will make room for you. And it's mm-hmm. just amazing. So, yeah, I, I think, um, and like when I think about my nieces and my nephews and, and especially I would say the nieces and, you know, female cousins, you know, I see just greater opportunities for them mm-hmm. um, to choose those type of um, of occupations. And now with STEM programs and all these kinds of things that women can do whatever they, they, they see fit to do. And I think it's wonderful. Now we have a, you know, a female um, vice president, you yeah. know, that, that <laughs> you know, African-American and also in South Asian. I mean, come on. This is just great and right for the time. So. Oh, yes. Fantastic. I rocks. Love you, Kamala. That's right. You go, girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I totally, you know, echo everything that you're saying, definitely feel along the same lines. And I think what's interesting in when I was listening just now was that um, there's that still that little feeling of, you know, when you're like, do you have to tell everyone that you're, you know, like that I didn't teach you how to cook, you know, because there's still that societal pressure, right? Yes. Like the expectations that, oh, we sh- you know, she should have learned it from her mother or something, right? The, the no, should have should, should word, right? Yeah, who's to say? Yeah. I, I, I love, um, you know, how you're, how you're able to talk about it and how your, how your daughter has picked it up too, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'll bet that when she says it too, she probably said, probably says it with pride. Like, no, I didn't learn this from my mom. I learned this from my dad. My mom's a board. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think too, I think what the, what the awesome thing is when you're raising children or you you're doing things at community centers and things like that. When you start noticing, you know, a gift or a skill of a, mm-hmm. of a child that you can hone that in, because I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If, if I had, you know, sons that wanted to do a more, what they consider a more female role or wanted to be a teacher or whatever, I would embrace that. I, I would really embrace that. So, yeah, absolutely. So let's um, let's move into some of the like challenges we've seen. You mm-hmm. had mentioned, you know, kind of the the lanes or being in, you know, some, you know, other folks, maybe men being in a faster lane mm-hmm. than you know the lane that you were in. What were some of those kind of what are the dynamic dynamics and the challenges that you saw? Well, I, I think, and this, again, this is from my perspective. I I thought that. Um, I had to work twice as hard mm-hmm. um, to be even considered 
being serious about <laughs> the project or the task. Um, I also think that I was held to a higher standard. And <laughs> I've heard that from other colleagues, you know, women that in the C-suite um, mm -hmm. have said that too. And, 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 and you know, it, it's kind of hard sometimes to, to, to say it, but it happens. So you, mm -hmm. you really just, you know, doing the same work and you know that you are, but you are pushed and shoved to do that and then some in hopes of, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, getting to the table. And right. um, so, you know, that's hard. And I think a lot of it, too, not only saying that there are actual uh, physical things that could be challenging um, as a as a woman in leadership, but also, too, I think another challenge is sometimes, you know, women, we need to support each other more. Mm -hmm. There has to be more of a collaboration and building of alliances. I think that, well, that's getting more into a benefit, but... You know, we need more more of that. And also not only supporting each other, you know, um, W to W, you know, woman to woman, but we also need, you know, our our male counterparts and men have been supportive, but we need we need more of it. But we also need to articulate more of what we need as women, too. So mm -hmm. we also have to have good boundaries. We also have to be taken seriously that our yeses are yeses and our noes are noes. So that's another, that's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and I think in that, I love that where you were, you were going with that as women, we need to, we need to ask for it. We need to be, uh, I guess, brave enough and to say that, Hey, this is what I need. Exactly. And, and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to say, this is my need. Uh, because I think, from from my my own experience there's a lot of like the societal you know what we think society thinks of us what right. we think other um if we, if we were to just generalize what we think leadership sees in women or what the challenges of bringing a woman on are or the issues around bringing a woman into leadership is right and um a lot of it i think i i, I would say yes there are real <laughs> there are definitely real implications and um, impacts that happen, but I think uh, there's a whole side of it that's entirely perceived, right? Like for my, my own perception of what I think other people are going to think right. where, um, so I can, I can pull from a specific story. When I was coming out of grad school, um, I was seven months pregnant. Okay. <clears throat> you know, I, I got my master's degree, was looking for a good job, but I didn't apply. I didn't apply for anything because I was seven months pregnant wow. and I was thinking, who's going to hire me? I'm seven months pregnant. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that was the, the number one thought in my head was that no one's going to hire me because I am clearly, obviously pregnant. Right. <laughs> who's going to want to hire someone yeah. who's going to be going on maternity leave or asking for maternity leave and then dealing with a newborn or, you know, taking care of a newborn for the next year. Exactly. At least, you know, um, those were the thoughts that were in my head that, stopped me mm -hmm. from even applying yeah. from even putting myself out there right so that you know, when you had mentioned as women we need to you know we need to put out there what it is we need exactly. we need to ask for the things we need and and that's what I didn't do right that's where I had stopped and I was like oh 
oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pregnant. I don't know if anyone's going to hire me. I'm just not even try. You know, yeah, exactly. I think that happens. I think that happens a lot um, with us. So again, we have to do that self-reflection. We have to do that work and be, mm-hmm. be okay with, you know, asking for help. Um, mm-hmm. I know another thing that, uh, that was difficult was the fact that as a woman, you know, when you're talking about in the boardroom, when you're talking about negotiations, you know, you will get the pushback and that's fine. But the pushback sometimes are words like, well, if you're assertive as a woman, if you're a boss lady, I mean, you start becoming, you know, labeled as the B. And I've seen mm-hmm. my counterparts, you know, that have been strong, assertive, and they're like, man, Joe is an awesome guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's a female Rochelle. So why, you know, but, uh, but, you know, so that's one of the major things, you know, mm-hmm. where, how do we soften that? Not soften who we are, but how do we soften that critique um, as far as being a female? And you have, as they say, you have the strength of the assertiveness to, um, to, to be a leader. And you're, you're mm-hmm. also being um, holding people accountable and responsible. And you're also, you know, talking to them about how we can get better. And you get that pushback. And mm-hmm. like I said, somebody else can say it um, the exact same way, but it's better received. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's that's another thing about uh, women in leadership that we, we deal with, you know, so. Yeah, well, and so I think you started to move towards, like, you know, what are the, uh, what's the upsides, right? right? What's the benefits of having a woman in leadership, in your leadership roles, at the leadership table, proverbial leadership table, I guess, <laughs> and in the in the boardroom, right? So what, what are some of those benefits? Because I, I love what you had talked about with, you had started to go into accountability and the delivery of messages, right? I think there is definitely something to be said in, um, and, and this is just based on studies that I know have been done around how women deliver messages and how women can, essentially were more empathic mm-hmm. naturally. Um, and, and in that, you know, we can make really great leaders because as we know from leaderships, you know, leadership studies right now, that empathy is one of the most, you know, needed skills in any leader right now. So what are your thoughts around um, the, you know, other benefits of having women in leadership? Well, not to toot, toot our horns, uh, but yeah, I'll toot, <laughs> I'll toot, uh, I'll toot our horns as women. I, I think we bring an excellent uh, perspective, and I think we bring it as far as looking at it from all sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, because we're great at multitasking. I think that's a great benefit for any any corporation, any organization. Um, and this is kind of like a little bit off <laughs> off topic, but you know, I think men, you know, they're hunters from point A to point B. They're laser focused, and that's awesome. Women can too. So I'm not saying one can be one way and not the other. But I remember one time something as simple as you know when we when I started off. My husband and I were really young and when we were married and uh, he said, well, honey, I'm going to go and wash the dishes. And I thought, you know, it was like the heavens opened up. Right. So I was like, oh, my God, this is great. And we'll watch the movie. 
So I just knew that he was going in there. He's going to, you know, spend some time. He was out of there in 10 minutes. And I'm like, what, what happened? <laughs> you know, what happened? <laughs> so I walked in the kitchen and that's exactly what he did. He went in, he washed the dishes and that was it. He turned the light off. I mean, it was nothing. He didn't wipe the crumbs off the island. Didn't write at the top of the hood. I mean, nothing. And uh, that was one of our first arguments. And, you know, he was like, well, I don't want to do it anymore if it wasn't good enough. But, you know, and I said, well, honey, didn't you see the crumbs on an island? He said, no, I just, hey, I was just washing the dishes. And so that's kind of a lame analogy. So when he hears this, he's going to probably roll his, roll his eyes. But, you know, women, we bring that perspective. And I think that's how we just wire because, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say we're nesters, but we can see things from all angles. Men can, too, with, you know, with a little effort. But I think it just comes naturally that we not only see the dishes, we see the counters, we see everything. And when a woman is in leadership, I think that's what, you know, we bring. We bring the empathy. We can see what's going on now. We can see where we want to be in the future. We can see who on our team has those skills that can, you know, execute and, and get us to the goal line. So I think mm -hmm. we bring, we bring a lot to the table and I hope I'm not misquoting this, but I remember um, Shirley Chisholm, um, African-American woman that I think she was the first black woman to run for, for president, but she said, you know what, if they won't let you, let you get to the table, she said, and, and you don't have a chair, bring your own or something like that, or bring your own. And I thought that was just great. Um, mm -hmm. So we bring a lot to the table and, you know, find your way to the table, as they say, you know. So, right. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. What do you think? Sir? I love I love well, I love I love your story. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was like a lot. It was like narrow scope. This is what my this is my objective. I'm gonna get it done and get That's it. it. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's what he did. He was proud of it. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see the uh, some similarities between your husband and my <laughs> husband. So this is kind of fun. Um and, and granted I know I understand we're kind of we're speaking in generalities right. and not to say that every man is like this or every woman okay. is like this, but just um, you know, kind of overall in what's been noticed, I would I would totally agree for some reason, whatever it may be, you know, maybe it's even upbringing, maybe it has to do with society and how we're raised as women that we are somewhat more empathic and are oftentimes able to see the you know the connections between the crumbs on the kitchen counter and the dishes <laughs> and the idea of cleaning the kitchen right. it's, <laughs> hey it's not clean unless you you get those crumbs <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so so it, i think it's a really interesting thing at least for myself and i'm gonna have to think about is you know what what is it how is it that women um, in more in, in a you know general sense tend to be more empathic and tend to be more um, connective and and able to you know see from more perspectives right. like you said not to say that men can't but for some reason in a gen you know when we when we kind of look at the big picture it, it kind of shows itself right those are the things that start to almost distinguish the the gender exactly exactly and granted we're also you know we're also talking just binary genders. We're not even getting into, you know, our LGBTQ exactly. you know, brothers and sisters out there. Um, and it's, so it's just kind of interesting that, you know, and I can't speak from that perspective. I can only speak from being a, a you know, 
white woman. I'm sorry, a, a Asian woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being a regular Asian woman. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I'm curious to know more about you know other folks' perspectives, exactly. especially coming, you know, hearing like what is it? You know, we hear a lot of men voices, but still, like, what is it to feel like? You know, what what do they feel like in the in the dynamics when when women come into the leadership table? It'd be really interesting to hear, you know, our our male counterparts or even our uh, our other LGBTQ counterparts coming to the table and be like, you know, well, this is what it feels like. This is what it feels like for us. This is what it feels like when there's less of us. This is what it feels like when there's more of exactly. us, regardless of who you are, right? I think that's kind of interesting. It is. You know um, what, Terry? I wanted to, to say this. Um, uh, another challenge, you know, uh, is women, you, you kept saying about the empathy that we have, which is truly a blessing. But also sometimes with that empathy comes some, maybe some tears. Mm. And that's a whole different, you know, ball of wax right there because of the passion. And, you know, I I know from other corporate women that they were just, you know, so passionate that, you know, they started to well up and, you know, you know, some Mm -hmm. of the, some of the, uh, the, the men they just didn't know what to do with that and I so that's a that's a whole different topic too you know just because a woman gets emotional or passionate or empathetic that doesn't mean that she is powerless doesn't mean she's fearful you know doesn't mean all that and I think what happens too um, when women express that I think they do a job on themselves too by saying, Oh, you know, I just lost it. I just started to well up and, you know, and start, you know, feeling bad about who they are as a person, who they are as a, you know, as a leader. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I think that too is not good because we're, we're all human and there are times where things at least should hit your heart. And you might well up or you might have to go into the bathroom at, at, at your job and just have a good cry. And there's nothing nothing wrong with that. But again, it goes what society has said, how have you been raised, you know. And um, But I think that's an emotion that we're all given. So, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to, to throw that throw that in because I know there are some, some women in leadership that really deal with with that, you know you know, not showing that kind of emotion. Yeah. Yeah. You got to tone it down, right? Tone down the emotion. Yeah. Tone it all down. Keep it nice and tight. But then you do that (laughs) and they'll they'll call you maybe the B word (laughs) too. So we we have to walk a very thin, thin line. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think that's where, you know, if we think about where, you know, how, how's leadership changing, how are having more women in leadership impacting the dynamics in, you know, the boardroom in the, at the, at the leadership table, because kind of, as you said, I think, um, you know, we as women can be very, not very, but can be emotional beings. But I, I would also want to argue like, men are emotional beings too yeah. they just don't show as much right. you know um and how you know how might that dynamic change when you have more women who are comfortable with expressing their emotions right. if you know at the leadership level how does that impact the men um 
in those roles as well versus, you know, instead of us trying to hold it in and tone it down, you know, will men start to open up Mm -hmm. and show their emotions as well? And I think that that becomes a really interesting when I think about, you know, what could happen in the future, maybe what we're seeing happens. So, yeah. Uh, so, so what do you think occur? You know, we can, let's talk about a little bit about current trends that we're seeing mm-hmm. or, you know, changes and concerns that we might have when we think about women in leadership. Well, I think now, like I said before, with, you know, Vice President um, Harris and so many other, when you think about, you know, the women that uh, I, I think I did a, did a little uh, research at 7.4% Fortune um, 500 CEOs are women. 7.4. That's still a small number. So that's still a small, um, when you when you line it up with almost half the universe has, you know, are made up of women. So we do have mm-hmm. a, a ways to go, but but what I do see a trend. I see a trend that women are, you know, stepping up. And not only are they stepping up, they're bringing other people with them. Um, mm-hmm. I also see um, just from the C-suite um, uh, women that I know, they're also grooming, you know, their team members to be leaders. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing little girls are able to point to, you know, you know, more female, you know, in, in, in corporate positions or in their mm-hmm. church or, um, right. you know, in different organizations or astronauts. I think now little girls have more of a, a buffet of different mm-hmm. things that they feel that they they can do and be okay with it. You know, uh, they're mm-hmm. getting into coding and all kinds of different things now that were probably, you know, deemed as, um, you know, from 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 men or from males, so I I think the trend is going upward. I think we're mm-hmm. we're um, we're being okay with it, and we're supporting each other, and we still need to do more mm-hmm. of it. But I think that's I think that's the trend. I do, and it yeah. it could be scaring some folks. I'm not saying it should scare people, because women mm-hmm. have been like you said, you know, you know, if you can lead your household. You can lead. You can lead anywhere else. And I remember one time, <laughs> this young woman, I was coaching her, and she said, "Rochelle, I have been a stay-at-home mom for like forever, and my kids are grown now, and I want to do something." And she said, "But I don't have any skills." I said, "Well, tell me how you ran your house." And she just had it, just, uh-huh. just you know, it was like a tight ship. And I said, "Oh, okay. Sounds like you have great organizational skills." Sounds like you're mm-hmm. just, and she was like, really? Is that me? I said, yes, let's put it on paper. You have a resume now. And she was like, wow. See, again, you know, just, you know, we think sometimes we put ourselves in the box. Then, you know, if we have somebody else in another lane, you know, throwing mm-hmm. stop sticks, then we just keep, we're, we're stuck. But, um, but I do see we're getting, we're getting better. Yeah, that's good to hear. I, I love that because yeah, the number you threw out and you know initially hearing it, you're like, wow, right. <laughs> that is a very small percentage. Yeah. So what does that mean, yeah. right? And and I'm I'm hoping to see that it's a growing and that's always exciting to hear. And I you know totally I totally agree with you. We we do tend to put ourselves in this box and 
don't see our home as as an organization. Oh my. <laughs> it is an organization. We are my my husband always jokes and he's like, You're the CEO and the COO. Um, or sorry, I'm the CFO and he is the COO. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> he takes care of the operations. I take care of the vision and I take care of the that's exactly right. <laughs> All right. That's that's the way <laughs> that, that so right? that's the way it should should that should should be. But you know, Terry, it's um I think that having these dialogues, these conversations, I think, you know, it inspires, it empowers, um, you know, all of us to 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 do better and want to do better mm-hmm. because, you know, um, everybody benefits when mm-hmm. when you're working together and you bring those skills and we all we all have them. But again, you know, it has to do a lot with what goes on between our two ears. And maybe there are women out there that can be in leadership um, roles. But for some reason, sometimes we just think, oh, my God, how do I how do I navigate? How do I negotiate? Mm -hmm. That's another thing. You know, how do I Mm. negotiate my value? And I think that's that'll you know, that's a whole nother episode. Uh, (laughs) And I think because when we start thinking about that. I think we take a back seat because, you know, am I asking for an, enough? I don't want to ask for too much. How do we negotiate <laughs> that? How do we feel comfortable yeah. thinking, you know, we're worthy of that amount of money or whatever? So, so I think that's another yeah. thing that kind of, you know, we got to get, we got to get stronger in negotiations. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. Well, and, and I think it, it goes back to what you said, like what's between our ears, yeah. right? What is it? What is our perception of what we think we're worth? Yes. Now, if I if I've always seen myself as, um, you know, just a homemaker or a stay at home mom who, you know, I don't see that as as an organization, then it's it's hard for me to see myself stepping into a leadership role because all I do is stay home and take care of my children and run my family, yeah. right? Versus, I stay home and I run an organization, That's for sure. and it's made up of diverse ages <laughs> and some of them can't even use the bathroom properly like you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> so I think it, it, it's entirely that perspective that we take our, our own you know how do we see ourselves and how do we see our own skills and see ourselves as leaders no matter where we right. are right exactly exactly so I think that I think that's um I think that's real important. And how do we do that? We stay that we we do that by being connected. We do that mm-hmm. by building alliances, relationships, you know, mm-hmm. teaming up with with people, coming alongside. You know, those are the kinds of things that'll keep us strengthened and keeping us, mm-hmm. you know, healthy. And we have to work on ourselves, mind, body, and spirit. And I think that mm-hmm. that is so helpful, but we need to see ourselves as the capable, strong human beings that we are and um, to go forward and always bring somebody else along. Because I do know that um, people are watching and the best mm-hmm. testimony is in your own house. So, but again, you know, that that's the other part of it that we have to keep doing it a little at a time, just you know, thinking yeah. about you know, I am good for this position. I can do this. You know, I can call the shots. I call it all all the time at my home. Why can't I do it in the boardroom? 
why can't I do it? Right. So, that's it. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's a good place for us to kind of wrap up and, and, and hit our key takeaway. Because for me, I would say my key takeaway from this is, you know, maybe shifting our perception. How might we shift our perceptions of our everyday actions and think of them from a leadership standpoint, right? How do I lead every single day? Exactly. I don't have to be in a boardroom. Exactly. I don't have to be in the sea level because I lead every single day in the actions I take. And maybe I just need to reframe uh, how I think of them, right? Exactly. Because in my household, I am the CEO. I am the CFO. I'm in that C-level leadership in my household. And my household is an organization. Exactly. You know, like framing it that way just feels so much more empowering. And as well as like just adequate in how we recognize the skills that we're bringing to the table in that context exactly exactly and and knowing that we can transfer those skills you know it won't it won't mm -hmm. minimize you at all i mean you know just thinking i love the words you said about reframing taking the time to reframing and i love to write and i love to journal and just writing those things down you look at the sheet like oh my god who is this dynamic sharp woman oh it's me <laughs> me oh my <laughs> you know and I think that that'll be very helpful. And I think I'm glad you pointed that out. It doesn't matter if you're in a C-suite or, you know, wherever, you know, that you are a leader. We all know how to lead. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. hey, we are all we're all been led and we know how to lead, you know, so. And it's OK. It's OK. Yeah. So take that with you. If you're out there listening, take that with you this month and start to maybe journal and write or reflect at least on, you know, what is it that you do on an everyday basis or a weekly basis in, in, in leading? How are you a leader every day? And, you know, think about it from that, even the smallest level. Well, you know, I'm training a, one of my team members, how to use the potty, <laughs> a very essential skill that they will need to to be able to do and um, replicate over and over and then be able to scale that when they have their own little one and be able to teach that. Well, to them, right? you, you, Hey, we're even training those big ones. I had to train somebody, the big one that how to find a paprika and I was in a different room. <laughs> I was like, you know, I told him, he said, how'd you do that? You know, you didn't even come, come into the kitchen. <laughs> so you can't. <laughs> so, you know, cause right. I was saying, Hey, you can always look, you know, if it's, I get it. If it's not just eye level, you know, this person here, he doesn't want to look any lower than six one or anything like that. It had to be in direct eyesight. <laughs> so, but that I've been working on that student for 30 years. <laughs> Where to find the paprika. <laughs> anyway. Oh, you're going to need to write up an essay. <laughs> exactly. Need some standard operating <laughs> procedures for that one. <laughs> oh wow. This was really rich, Terry. It was a great discussion. Yeah. I, I love, I mean, I'm I'm so glad that one um I learned that March is women's history month because it gave me the opportunity to stop and reflect and think about my, you know, my experiences as a woman um in America and how that feels and how I've felt different, how I've felt similar. Um, and you know, what have the, 
what have been the challenges that I never even thought about. So I, I so appreciate this conversation with you, Rochelle, Thank you. and bringing up the question. Yeah. All right. Well, so if you are out there and listening, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Being Minority in America. This was our women's history um, episode that was focused on what does it feel like to be a woman in leadership? What are some of the concerns around that? And, you know, where do we see it going and where do we hope for it to go? So we hope you enjoyed our conversation. I know I loved speaking with you. Yay! (laughs) Same here. Ditto. So we will see you all next month uh, for on the first Tuesday of the month for our next episode. Mm-hmm. Have a great March. All righty. Take care. <laughs>